Hello, everybody, and welcome to Optional Opinions, the podcast where three people who don't have any qualifications to talk about movies talk about movies. I'm Davis. Brandon. And Kyle. And Kyle's wife is in the background, but we're not going to talk about it because I'm not sure why. We're here today to talk about Spider-Man Far From Home. We and all this is the part where it. if we had enough money, we could put the Spider-Man theme song. But yeah, here we are. Be... I don't even know the theme song. Anyway, <laughs> uh, here's the, 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 the we watched. We watched Spider-Man. Did we all watch it in theaters? Yeah. I, <laughs> yes. It's not out yet. How would we not watch it anywhere? Yeah. Else? What the heck? We're not pirating <laughs> movies over here. Okay. I. I guess. Yeah. I guess I didn't think that through. Anyway. <laughs> I saw it. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it in Dolby Digital, but they have at the AMC theaters, they have this like Dolby experience. Ah, uh, the rich man and cinema. Let, let me tell you, it is something else because the sheet, wow, the seat shakes. Now we got to market it explicit the, because you just. <laughs> <laughs> The sheet shakes, and uh, I just gained like seventy years there. <laughs> um, they're like the the screen is super bright and vivid and neat, and there are a whole bunch of speakers everywhere, and it has super awesome surround sound. And I get to go to those showings for the low, low price of nineteen ninety nine a month. Can anybody? Take a guess how much they think a regular ticket on a Friday night to one of those showings costs. It's seventeen dollars. Seventeen forty nine. I was close, dang. So how about that, AMC? Taking your money. So, okay, so now uh, that Davis, we've given we a have... view of Dolby Cinema. <laughs> no, 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 wait. My AMC, they they have they have a different name for it. It's called Big D. I kid you not. <laughs> <laughs> we really are going to have to. <laughs> I can't. I can't tell my mom about this podcast anymore. <laughs> oh, the marketing on that team! Oh, <laughs> the mar- Wow. The AMC by my house doesn't have one of those theaters, so Lame. you're missing out. Well, yeah, I'm not I about paid to for pay it on accident. I was mad. Oh, yeah, you did, didn't you? I went to, and it said standard showing, and then I went, and then I was just like, wow, tickets got a lot more expensive. Granted, mine was $11, um, but I went in the morning, so that's why it was cheaper. But it still should have been less than that for standard, and I was just like, what the heck? And then then they usher me into the big D, and I was just like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) And he was just like, oh, wow. He couldn't handle it. He didn't know what to do with himself. (laughs) <laughs> you got to be prepared <laughs> when you walk into that theater. You gotta, you gotta know what's what, or otherwise, you just, you just won't be able to handle it. Yeah, like I literally sat in the middle, and it was just too big, and I had to go even farther back. Stop! <laughs> I don't think I can be a part of this anymore. This has gone so far <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> okay, let's try and. Uh, okay, I have a lot of editing. <laughs> 
So now that we have uh, our spoiler-free review of the Dolby Digital Cinema, also known as the Big D in where Brandon lives, uh, it it was all around positive, although it's very expensive. So get the AMC Stubbs A-list. Uh, they don't pay me to say that. And I really wish they did. Yeah, same, because I can't even afford it right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> On to Spider-Man. Kyle or Brandon or Davis, what did you think of Spider-Man Far From Home? Um, my initial thoughts was I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Like, I don't know. It felt it felt really good, especially after just like, you know, the series of events that have been happening in the MCU. Everything just keeps getting more and more serious. And I feel like, I mean, this, this movie definitely had its implications for the future of the MCU or whatever, but it just felt like a nice little break for that for like two hours, you know? And it was very refreshing, in my opinion. What do you rate it? Out of 10, I give it a solid like nine. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Pretty high praise. All right. Um, this may be an unpopular opinion, but it is my favorite live-action Spider-Man movie that has come out. And before that, the one that took cake was Spider-Man 2 with uh, Tobey Maguire. But Tom Holland has now surpassed Tobey Maguire, in my opinion. And I really loved this movie for so many reasons. And I have to give it a 8.5. <laughs> All right. It's his favorite Spider-Man movie ever. He gives it an 8.5. I <laughs> Kyle's over here giving out nines. I anyway, it takes a lot for me to give a nine. The and only I reason I didn't give it ten is because I feel like I'm not allowed to do that. So, <laughs> I mean, it's an optional opinion, so you could do it. Yeah. Oh shoot, you're right. What have I, I become? I, I I have some criticisms, but it was really good. Go, ahead. sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much on the same page. I don't think, I don't know. I guess I like the first Spider. I wouldn't say it's the best Spider-Man in my opinion on film. Into uh, the Spider Verse, I think. Into the Spider Verse is, you know, somewhere in that mix. But I really liked it. I had a lot of fun. I appreciated that it was, you know, generally happy and joking and. That that kind of vibe, but then it also there were sort of darker. I don't know about darker, but more serious tones in the movie as well. So I had a I had, I liked it, and I gave it on my spreadsheet of movies that I've seen with a list uh, because I'm an accountant and I make spreadsheets. Nerd. I gave it an eight point six. Dang! All right, that's very yeah. specific. Yes. I definitely think Tom Holland is the best like combination of Spider Man and Peter Parker though. I will agree. Yeah, I could yeah, I could see I that. feel I feel like Toby Maguire was a good Spider Man, but I don't think he was a good Peter Parker. Yep. And I think Tom Holland does that like very, very well. Right. Plus he's actually looks like a kid. That's true. The other Spider Man Looks like they were twenty something. Well, I mean, they had to, they had to like 
say that they were like the Tobey Maguire one. He was in college, right? I forget about the Andrew Garfield one. He started but, in high school. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just I don't know. He does. He does look like a child, which is cool. Yeah. So yeah, spoiler-free review. We all liked it. You should see it, unless you don't want to. All right, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Spoiler time. <laughs> sounded uh, like a sounded like a crappy ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> like it's been pirated it's like, like several times, and so the audio <laughs> yeah. is just like really crappy. Exactly. <laughs> really bad. Uh, there were the spoilers in the movie. Dude, are... I can't believe they got an anatomically correct spider where he was shooting webs out of his butt. Oh gosh! <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, that part. <laughs> Anyways, let's go. <laughs> Anatomically correct Spider-Man. I can't believe that has Black to be a Widow thing. killed Spider-Man and then ate his head, just like they do in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> don't they do that in the wild? Or did I? I don't know, dude. I'm not a spider-tologist. Spider-tologist? That's, that, yeah, that's a thing. So, Kyle, what do you like about this uh, this movie? What was your favorite parts? You said that right as I shoved food in my mouth, so good timing on your part. <laughs> Got him. So, Dave, what was your favorite parts oh, about man, this movie? Oh, man, I'm ready now. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Your chance is missed. Oh man, who's answering? Dave, go. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna answer. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay, I took notes immediately after the movie. I almost peed my pants doing it because I really had to pee after the movie. But that doesn't matter at all to what we're talking about. I think Zendaya, Zendaya. Zendaya. How would you? I'm gonna say both. Zendaya, also Zendaya. Uh, I think she is a very good actress. I don't know if you noticed, but every time she was with Peter Parker, just like one-on-one, she was, she seemed pretty awkward and really, uh, like she sort of had, she had her guard up, but in a different way where she was very, awkward and seemed very real but then as soon as other people show up it's just sort of this switch that happens where she is this very cool very nonchalant like anything goes whatever kind of kind of person which i thought was really cool that she could switch those back and forth and i think she did that really well also tom holland's a good actor do you want me to just go down the list i have list. Tom Holland's a good actor. The humor I thought was good. Uh, there was some, there were some jokes in there that I thought were like far for for this movie, but I mean, I still thought they were funny. I forget like specifics, but Brandon, do you remember in your big D theater when you saw it? Specifically about the jokes, I was actually going to say I felt like a couple of them fell kind of flat. I felt like there was a couple of jokes and then no one laughed in the theater. I will say, yeah, there was one moment that was especially uh, cringy for me because 
I, I'm sure you both really appreciated the scene where he's in the jet and he's making a new spider suit. Oh, and, yes. <laughs> yeah, he basically looks like Tony Stark. You know, like he is. An homage. You can tell he's Tony Stark. And then Happy says, I'm going to take care of the music. And he t- start, turns on ACDC, which is great because that's what Tony Stark, you know, listened to when we first saw him. Oh, ACDC yeah, yeah. His workshop stuff. And I was like, this is awesome. And then Peter Parker goes, oh, I love Led Zeppelin. And I was like, oh, man, that's funny. What a great joke. And then on the inside, I died a little. <laughs> I know that there are people that watch that and we're like, oh, that's who sings that song. And that is not who sings that song. Everybody who sings uh, that song is ACDC. Angus Young is a guitar player. This has nothing to do with movies, but I'm going to rant. Angus Young is a guitar player. ACDC was popular in like the late 70s and 80s, mostly 80s. They are not the same thing as Led Zeppelin. They're not nearly as good as Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Dude, I didn't even think about that. Like, I got the joke. I was like, oh, obviously, that's ACDC. I didn't even think that people probably didn't actually know yeah, who dude, that was. Now, that's a good point. Now who, who heard that, and we're just, they didn't even get that it was a joke. They are just like, oh, okay. You're so right. And See, because I was definitely, I was definitely, I was like, wait, I thought that was oh you see that was a joke i get it that's that was me in the theater yeah, freaking homeschooler i don't listen to music <laughs> let it be known i'm not a huge music connoisseur like davis anyway i have opinions and it makes th- th- that had nothing to do with the movie but yeah those opinions didn't seem so optional davis <laughs> <laughs> i mean they're optional if you want to be right you have the option of being right or wrong Everyone has their right to have their wrong opinion. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, the I thought the science teacher was hilarious, but I've also loved his name. The actor's name is Martin Starr, and he has played uh, – he's Guilfoyle in Silicon Valley. Yep. Love good, that he, show. He's also done a bunch of stuff. Never seen it. He, uh, he was – Bill in uh, Freaks and Geeks, which he was in like... Oh, you're right. I didn't even make that connection. He was hysterical in that, dude. And so I just have always loved him as an actor and he's he's really good at playing comedic relief. Um, I don't know if you noticed that the Peter Parker's like funny shirts, there was one of them. I've, se- I've actually seen them multiple plate like i've seen them in real life which i thought was cool there's the one where it's like the pythagorean problem and it's like find x you know and, and there's just a circle it says here it is but i appreciated that because they were sort of sarcastic and like they they were part of they seemed to be like a part of the character of peter parker they seemed like things that he would wear they didn't seem really as just like these corny things that some costume designer was like, I guess we'll put this on him. It made sense. Speaking of making sense, that was like one of my favorite things about this whole movie is like all the like technology and like things they tried to incorporate in the movie. They, they like 
did such a good job of just like just giving even one like very brief scene as to why what's happening makes sense. And I just really appreciated that in the movie. Okay. You're going to have to, you're going to have to explain more of that to me because as an accountant who doesn't know a whole lot about physics, I thought that the technology in this movie was the most outlandish that we'd ever seen in the Marvel movies so far, but we're not to the bad stuff yet. So continue talking about how you liked how it made sense. Obviously the technology that exists in this movie, there's no way it could like ever exist in real life, but in like the world that they've already established, as far as their technology, like they already have like, you know, cloned giant ships in the sky. So like, you know, we already believe they have cloning technology, but as far as like, um, like how they're making things make sense, I guess is like when it was revealed that, Oh, it's just a bunch of drones. I was like, well then why the heck is like, you know, so many physical effects happening to like the actual world. And I feel like that's what they like tried to really explain where they had the scene of them, like, you know, creating this situation and they show the drones like shooting something and breaking it. Or when, you know, Spider-Man is actually like, you know, fighting the final, like whatever elemental thing at the very end, there's like drones underwater, like pushing up the water and stuff like that. And they like just show all that stuff kind of happen and it makes it, you know, a little more believable, I guess. Obviously I don't believe this could happen in real life. That's not what I was trying to say, but it makes sense. I was just trying to say like in, in the scene or in the technology in the universe that they established, there weren't really, I didn't pick up like too many plot holes in there, like technology, I guess. And like one super cool thing is, which I didn't even notice when I watched it, but I saw something about it online is like, there's a scene where Spider-Man and, you know, Mysterio are talking, having this heart to heart on the roof. And Spider-Man's like, Oh, I don't even know if I like want to be the next Tony Stark, you know, that scene. And, um, Mysterio is like in the beginning floating up to him. And then he like sits right next to Spider-Man to talk to him. And like one thing that I was thinking is like, how on earth are they mimicking? Like holograms can't be that good. If you're literally like face to face with this thing, looking at it, like, you know, you would notice it's a hologram, but they show in the background, Jake Gyllenhaal is like walking from a doorway and like, he's, walking and sitting right down next to Peter Parker while Peter Parker is looking at the hologram that's in front of him or whatever. And so it like shows that it would actually be Jake Gyllenhaal's character sitting next to Spider-Man during that like heart to heart talk when they're looking at each other. And I thought that was like super cool. And like, you don't even notice that on your, your first, you know, watch, but like after you know the, I didn't even yeah, see exactly. that on my second watch. Like after you know the reveal, I don't watch that movie again. Yeah, man. that's awesome. What were you saying? I said I didn't see it on my second watch. Yeah. So, well, now you can like look for it when that scene happens. But that's something that I thought was like super cool. Like, you know, once you know the reveal, at least me personally, whenever I like, there's a huge twist in a movie like that. Like I'm always watching it again, like trying to find plot holes in it. Okay, like. You know, if this twist happens, then why does this scene make sense? And the the movie just gets so much better for me if 
I can pick out those things in the background that make it make sense. It's just like, it increases my appreciation for it like that much more, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's my, that makes sense. My thing, what I really liked about the movie. Brandon. I think my favorite part was the holograms, kind of like Kyle was saying, just how they were kind of like showing you how like it made sense throughout the entire movie with like the invisible drones or whatever. But I thought my favorite, my favorite scenes were definitely the ones where Mysterio was like fighting Spider-Man, like one-on-one where like he was like immersing Spider-Man in this entire likely different world. And it, it just gave me chills watching it both times. Just like how beautifully orchestrated it was. Like all the CGI was really good. All the practical effects that they were involving in were really good. And, like, there was one scene that uh, they showed, like, him in, like, the snow globe, and then it ended up being Mysterio's head, and how he's interacting with, like, the snow. And I was, like, I remember thinking, I'm just, like, okay, how does he have Spider-Man interact with these, uh, these, these objects that obviously aren't there, like the snow? Like, I understood, like, he could have drones, but, like, with the snow, like, I didn't get it. And then they reveal that he was on, like, a pile of, like, rocks, or, like, loose gravel. And it, it just made me so happy, like, seeing them, like, incorporate that into, like, like the little details. Oh, it was, it was so good. Those scenes are by far some of my favorite scenes that have happened. Oh, yeah, I completely in, agree. In the, like, warehouse scene where oh. he's in, like, you know, the old rundown building, and, yeah, like... It was so I, I would I want to see the movie again just for that, like, sequence. Yes. Because, like, oh, it's so cool. It was beautiful. Oh, I loved it. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Those scenes, I was sort of like... <laughs> maybe, maybe it was just because it was too much, but I was just like, whoa, it's, uh, that's a lot. And it wasn't my favorite, but I could I could understand, but it did seem, and I I understand what they were trying to do, of you know make it super disorienting. But I think they succeed. At least for me, I feel like they succeeded a little too well. As it towards the middle of it, I was like, all right, this this is getting crazy and unnecessary. Which I mean, I know I'm in the minority because. A lot of reviews I've heard, everybody seems to say that was the best part, which is why my opinion's optional. So, yeah, although, like, it's also wrong. <laughs> true. But the thing that, like, I have to, like, really look past is, like, in order to essentially, like, code or program or whatever, all that to happen, like, there's no way they could do that, like, kind of intricate stuff in such a short time. Like, I'm sorry. There's just no way. Yeah. From like, yeah, from like coding and programming perspective and like. That was one of the things I really had to suspend my. Yeah, I I just had to look past it because like, I guess they did the scene where they're like practicing and showing the one at the end. But that whole scene where they're trying to like, you know, disorient him and all that stuff. Like there was so much going on and there's just no way they could have done that in that short of a time. Yeah, and especially predicting like how Spider-Man was going to react to right, thing. exactly. Unless they programmed it like a video game where it's like not 
all one mesh sequence. It's like multiple different independent variables. Right. Well, regardless of how they did it, there's no way they could do it in that short of time. <laughs> like, yeah. After figuring out yeah, that that Peter Parker did know that it was clones, to that scene was like in the movie. It was like hours. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. So that's a nice segue into the bad parts that we didn't think were that great or that we, I'd say most of the bad parts I just were, I had to overlook, you know, sort of like that where I, it doesn't, I find that at this point it doesn't really take away my, from my enjoyment, but I just, I notice it and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to have to forget about that or, you know, forget that I saw that. And one of them was, uh, there were there were a couple times where there was a green screen, quite obviously. I'm not talking about the very beginning with the, uh, like the student newscast because that was that was actually pretty awesome. I, I like yeah, that, that was lot. that was very much so a high school newscast. Like it just made yeah. sense. Uh, yeah, that it was, was very awesome. funny. But there were. But I think you're talking about the scene on the bridge. Yeah. Yeah, there were a couple scenes like that where I was just like, wow, this is really, this should be higher quality than this. Like, yeah. I was I was thinking, oh, they really ran out of shoot days in Prague. And yeah, they, had the, to, they had to go to the studio for this one. The issue with that was the lighting did not, the lighting in the background did not match the lighting on the, the actors and actresses' faces. And it, that's the re- I think that's one of the main reasons it looked so bad. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciate, I, I do like, it's on my good and the bad column where it said, so the good one says cool homage to Tony Stark taking over science when Peter was building the, the suit, you know, was building the new Spider-Man thing, which I was like, Oh, that's really cool. And then a little part of me was like, wow, this is really just seems over the top of, all about like Tony Stark and can I fill his shoes and everything. And I was just sort of wanting to see Spider-Man be Spider-Man. But I mean, that's, it's, it's understandable. Like it makes sense in his character arc, but I just wanted to. That's actually something that I really enjoyed was how much Tony Stark was a part of this without being in it at all. Because I feel like a lot of movies, especially when they have sequels, they don't really dive into the effects that a death has on the characters after the fact. And I felt like them like acknowledging it, I think I think it was a really good choice on their part. Yeah, I, I see both camps. Um, and then the other bad thing, which I guess you guys have talked about, is I felt like the holograms weren't super consistent in that so the the drones were made mostly as weapons, which makes sense. They have concussion blasts and they do lasers and stuff. And I'm wondering, on I don't know if you remember, on the bridge when the last elemental that's huge, which is a giant hologram, when that shows up, the, the wind starts blowing and there are waves and stuff. And I was just thinking do the holograms make wind or do the drones make wind? And if so, how do they do that? There's cause we've seen them shoot bullets and shoot like concussion blasts and lasers. I haven't seen anything 
where they've just got a giant fan, you know? I mean, they could use concussion blasts in a repetitive motion in order to simulate wind. Okay, sure. Science. science or theoretically, I mean, each of the drones has some sort of like propulsion, right, to keep them up. So the exhaust from that would be air blowing. Right. Yeah. But why wouldn't you smell that? I mean, you definitely would, but if you're in that kind of situation, are you going to be like, you know what? That smells like exhaust. <laughs> I'm, I am perfectly safe right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so the last, I mentioned it earlier, but I think that the hologram part is the hardest to believe. Um, and I wrote in here, it breaks the most rules of physics in all the MCU simply because... And I understand that there are things that happen that are literal magic and that are, you know, alien technology that's just ridiculous and, you know, breaks all kinds of physics. But those things are, as I said, literal magic, alien technology. They're supposed to be super advanced, super, you know, super crazy. I don't, the hologram thing where it's like, broad daylight and then all of a sudden there are these holograms that come and block out the sun and it starts getting you know just it seemed really and the fact that it all came from just one guy like just Jake Gyllenhaal and I guess his team came up with how to make a hologram like that it seemed really I know this is super nitpicky but it seemed really far-fetched that it wasn't based in some kind of like aliens know how to do this or if we use this reality stone you know it's just we figured out the technology to do this on such a massive scale like when um in that scene you guys were talking about with the where he's in that old broken down building and it's all kinds of things are he's getting thrown around a bunch um he starts in this building and it's not, you know, super dark. It seems like what we know of holograms now, you wouldn't be able to do that. Right. And, and I then, feel like and then even he goes outside. Yeah. And, you know, it's like he's, com- it's completely dark and you can't see anything. And he's outside in broad daylight. And I'm thinking like, that I definitely seem- agree with you as far as like, you know, the physics we know and like that is super hard to believe, but I think they were just trying to like, cause essentially they debuted this as like some groundbreaking holographic technology. I don't remember what movie it was. They reference it. Or, it was Ultron. Yeah. So in that movie where, you know, Tony Stark is giving in the talk at MIT and it's like this groundbreaking new technology. So I, I think they just were like, playing off that but i agree it is a very much like over exaggeration of like you know the technology that they showed in age of ultron but you know once you or i guess like that's one of the things where i just like you know once they explained it in that 30 seconds of you know this is a new technology i was just like yeah whatever it's a movie (laughs) like yeah if you if you have qualms with super you know, like high tech holograms, and you probably have qualms with a lot of the technology in the MCU. <laughs> so, yeah, which is weird because I don't. 
but I just I just had this one thought about this one movie, which is why my opinion is optional. Can't stress that enough. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. I think the two things that really bugged me during this movie, I was able to suspend my disbelief for the hologram stuff. Um, but the two things that really bothered me was Jake Gyllenhaal's speech in the bar, like his uh, monologue or whatever. It felt super unnatural because like he's explaining it to the audience to like let them know like what happened, but he's supposed to be giving a toast and he ends up explaining everything that they've done, not giving a toast about it's it's, it's bad and yeah. it it really bothered me. Yeah, I agree. And, that was that was one of my least favorite scenes as well. Um, so I I have problems with that, and the other problem that I had with this movie is the same problem that I had with uh, Spider Man Homecoming, and it was the actor who plays the Flash. I very much dislike that character in this series. I don't think he's well developed. I don't think he's realistic in certain aspects like i understand because like I, I listen to a lot of commentary on the directors about that character and like the flash in the comics is supposed to be a bully and beats up peter parker all the time and they're like well we wanted to make a flash more realistic with today's age of like bullying more like emotionally rather than physically which i get it's a lot more you see a lot more of that in high school uh you don't see as much of the physical bullies as you do with the, like the emotional bullies, I feel like, um, which props to them for recognizing that and trying to apply that. Cause there's so many movies that try to do like the whole, like, Oh, I'm going to beat you up. Where's my lunch money or whatever. And it's just not realistic and it's kind of annoying. Um, and so I appreciated that they tried to do that, but I just felt like they just missed the mark with this character. And I don't know if it's the actor's fault or if it's the, the writing. I really don't. I just, I don't think it's realistic. He's realistic. I don't know. It's funny because I thought the opposite of that. <laughs> like, I really appreciate it because I feel like it is, like, a very realistic, like, you know, like, I feel like I've met that kind of person in high school who has, like, had the difficulties, you know, at home behind the scenes and then is just, like, a super, you know, like, hot shot around people. And, like, you know, I thought, I don't know, I thought it was pretty realistic. And, like, I appreciated that character because he's, like, you know, like, always live streaming and, like, caring about his appearances and stuff. I thought that was, I don't know, I guess it's funny that you said that because I thought the opposite coming out of the movie. I think the way, the part that I had was the way he reacted, I guess, to to Peter, I guess. I don't know. Because, like, I do think that the, the live streaming made sense in how he cares about his appearance, but I just, I guess I didn't see that overt constantly bringing people down in front of everyone, I guess. I, I see that more than, like, talking bad about people behind their back. That, that was at least my experience in high school, and it could be different for everyone. And so this might be a really realistic character that I just never saw. Um, and personally in high school and so yeah i don't know i i saw it more as like i see i see bullies nowadays more as like kind of like subtle bullies and like cyber bullies not super public about it because there's so many people that are like worried about that and it's so easy to get in trouble 
so quickly. And so I don't see that more in the open. I see it more in the shadows. Yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense. I see both sides. I just know I like that actor because he played Zero in Grand Budapest Hotel, directed by Wes Anderson. So that's my comment about that. <laughs> so, uh, in general, I I would say everybody everybody liked the movie. There were some good parts. There were some bad parts. The good parts outweighed the bad parts. Agreed? Agreed. Yeah. I actually just finished. Of course, I'm watching. I'm in the middle of watching Stranger Things, and that's really good. Of course, everybody's going to talk about that. I also just finished a series called Umbrella Academy, which is it's also based on a comic. Um, it was good. I thought the premise was really interesting. There were some actors. There's one actor in particular who plays this dude Klaus that I thought was pretty good, and he was really interesting. Um, and then there were some there were some moments and actors in there that were just not great, but I never stopped watching. One because I was interested in what was gonna happen, but two because it was I don't stop watching things even if they're bad. And there were a couple parts that were bad. So I don't know. If, if you, it's sort of a lighthearted, fun, interesting thing, but if you're if you're looking for something on Netflix to watch and you don't really have much, you like comic books and superheroes, yeah, watch Umbrella Academy. If you have something else to watch, yeah, probably do that. Kyle or Brandon, what are you watching right now? Um, so I'm watching. Oh, go ahead. All right, I'm watching Stranger Things too. Uh, I would be Three. done with it, and I probably I'm two as also uh, uh, as well, and I would be done with it. But I told my fiance I'd watch it with her, and we can only watch about one a day. Dude, girls are lame. Not all of them. Me and my girl binge no, watched I... it all on the day it came out. So, shout out to her. There are circumstances yeah. and reasons why we lame. can't. No, Davis, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Your opinion is wrong. Don't prove it otherwise. <laughs> Most girls are lame. Anyways, <laughs> um, I told her I was at a wait. And watch it with her, and due to life being hectic and busy, we were only able to watch one at a time, and so it's a slow pace. But it's really good, and I'm enjoying it. Um, we're still watching House of Cards. Uh, that is put on pause because of Stranger Things, because priorities. Right. Gotta have your priorities in order. Yeah. I can't think of anything else that I've been... Is there anything else that I've been watching? I've been watching One Punch Man. I've heard that's really good. I enjoy it. Um, better if you watch anime because an anime making fun of animes, but I've also heard it's just good. So It is. It's very good. I think it's very good writing. And um, it's really funny. The second season's not as good as the first season. But yeah. I just got halfway through Wandering Earth and then got bored. Did you just steal Kyle's thunder? I don't know. Did I? I don't think he's watched. I it. haven't watched it. Yet. I thought he. Oh, okay. I it it couldn't keep my attention. I was also doing other things at the same time, so that might have been a factor. <laughs> you never said that when you texted us and said that you could. You didn't finish. It's it just it's. 
when it can't keep my attention, I start doing other things like on my phone and then it just, it's just, it's a cycle. Right. But I can't think of any movies that I really want to see right now. Uh, you mean movies like The Lion King? Eh. Okay. That's enough out of you. Okay, let me just say, I I know Davis, you're a hardcore Disney fanatic, and I appreciate that. We need people like that in the world. But <laughs> I, debatable, but continue. I I all right, Kyle. <laughs> I'll fight it, you right now. It's sad to me when Disney is just pumping out remakes of stuff and sequels of stuff, and not producing any original content, and that's. I thrive off of his original content and just wait like 10 years and then they're going to realize, Oh wait, we ran out of stuff to remake <laughs> and then, then you'll get your original content. So I just, I just want it. I do. And I love sequels and I love remakes. Well, I guess I haven't seen the Aladdin or um, Dumbo or the Lion King. I heard Dumbo sucked. Yeah, I actually didn't see it. Okay. Well, I haven't seen it either. I, don't wanna... tell... I will be seeing Lion King, though. Don't tell Mickey, but Brandon, I, I do agree with you. I I would like to see more original content, but also I'm going to watch all the remakes. So, there. <laughs> okay. Kyle? Uh, I guess my recommend. Um, I haven't really watched many new things recently. Uh, oh, I guess I did watch Jessica Jones Season 3. I really enjoy the Jessica Jones series. I know a lot of people that don't, but I really enjoy that like crime or like, you know, type of feel and I just think Jessica Jones does that very well. And I think the third season might be the best season. One and three oh, are both really? Yeah, one and three are both very good. But I feel like this one was very good as well. Yeah, I felt like season two was a little lackluster. Yeah, yeah, season two wasn't my favorite. I really but, enjoyed one season one. That was really yeah. Good. Season three was really good. Um, and then if you're looking for something a little more lighthearted, uh, me and the wife have been going through Psych again, and I absolutely love that show. Yeah. It oh, is phenomenal. So if you haven't seen it, you're you're just missing out. It's on Amazon yeah. Prime. We all know everyone has Amazon Prime, so just go watch it. It's Prime so. Day, or Prime Week, or whatever, right? Oh yeah. I mean, as we're recording this, it's the last day, so... Oh. Well, shoot my loot. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the thing that I am excited for is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yes. That looks good. That looks really good. Yes. Yes. Um, that I think that's going to be really good. Also, I don't know if you guys have seen, there's a new trailer for a movie called The King's Man, which is the third Kingsman movie, but it's like a, an origin oh, story. Oh, I, I loaded weird. it up on YouTube and, well, I tried to load it up on YouTube and my Wi-Fi wasn't having it, but I will watch that trailer. <laughs> I I have only seen the first Kingsman and only basically the end. And it was, the acting scenes were really good. I really enjoyed that. I didn't, and I think that's the main point of it. Like it was just supposed to be an action movie. That's hundred percent the main point. Um, of it, yeah. Which I think are fun and dandy and all, but that's just not my cup of tea. Like just just action movies. I feel I like, like it's an action comedy, but. Well, I yeah. guess I, I take that back because I love John Wick. I don't know. 
we don't know, and you don't know, which is why you're listening to us tell you things that we're that telling you that we don't know. And uh, for the Optional Opinions Podcast, I'm Davis. I'm Kyle. I'm Brandon. And we don't know anything. We know some things, but not anything about movies. So Not anything that's going to make your life substantially better. <laughs> yeah, so... Bye. I can't tell my mom about this podcast anymore.